Hi everyone, it's Ken McLaughlin. I'm so glad to be back with you uh, for another episode of Realty Life, my podcast. Uh, this time we're a little different. I don't have anybody with me today in the studio. I am going to talk a bit about things that have impacted my business life throughout the years and some of the elements that have impacted me to make changes, to push my business forward, to help me get through the struggle that we all have been through. And no matter what your work is, really, mine happens to be as a realtor broker, but whatever you're doing, um, maybe a story I'm going to tell you would have an impact, will have an impact on you. So here goes. So, you know, I, I started this thing. I think the, the main thing that happened to me is um, when I was about 17 years old, my father uh, got a phone call one day. And I remember this phone call as clear as, as if it was yesterday. The phone call was that he was fired. He was let, let out of his job. He was redundant. They didn't need him anymore. The change of direction, all that great stuff. And he was... Uh, I remember him hanging up the phone. I happened to be in the room. And he was like a young man, 37, 40 years old. And he just looked at me and, and shattered and said, I've been fired. It's just they're going in a different direction. And for the next four or five years of his life, it was pure hell. He was lost. He got some habits that he shouldn't have had. He uh, couldn't find a job at that time. Being that age was more difficult to find. He was just a salesman at that time. He ran a, a corporation a division of it, though. And I remember looking at him. I remember that moment when it defined that I said to myself that I would never allow that to happen to me. I would never allow uh, someone to have that power over me that they could make my life, my job redundant. And I wasn't going to, no matter what I did in my life, I wasn't going to allow that to happen. So that was always in the background that I had to be in business for myself. I had to create opportunities for myself. I wasn't going to be beholden to someone that can change the direction, the corporate direction and, and have me out in the street. So it did take a while and there weren't a lot of opportunities and real estate was one of them, insurance, whatever it was, but I always was drawn to real estate. So I got into real estate and that was primarily to be the, um, caretaker of my own domain to be the architect of was I going to succeed or not succeed was really going to be up to me and I wanted to have that opportunity to do that so that was a really big thing in my life that I was driven by that entrepreneurial spirit of being an opportunist being out there uh, creating magic as best I could and not not having anybody come back at me and say oh by the way you're redundant so I knew that if I failed it was only going to be up to me and if I succeeded, it was going to be up to me and all the other people that were in my life. So that idea, that impact of that day has always been with me and everything I've done. I don't know if that ever uh, creates any opportunities for you in your life. But for me, it was really has been. It continues to be 45 years later, a major part of who I am in my life. Um, so that that to me was a really big turning point. Uh, when I got into real estate, I was I was doing OK. I. I I got into real estate. I didn't know anybody at all when I moved to Toronto and I became a realtor and I really, really worked hard because I was proud to be uh, in that situation that I could, could create my history, my future, my everything. But I started struggling. I started just being complacent. I started being uh, just daily routine of doing stuff and I wasn't doing it well. And I was thinking of getting out of the business. And then I met this guy that in my office that 
uh, came to me and he says, what are you doing? I says, well, I'm looking at one ads. I want to maybe get out of this business. And there's nothing I could do because I wasn't qualified for anything. And he says, listen, let's go for a beer. In those days I drank. And I don't drink now. And he said to me, he says, you're focusing on the wrong stuff. You're focusing on the outcome rather than just focusing on your actions. And if you can, if I can bring you back to that time, it was three, four years in the business. And I've been in the business now 41 years. And that was a pivotal time for me that I listened to this guy, Malcolm. And he said to me, listen, you're, you're putting too much stress on yourself. You're, you're not producing, so you're, you're reacting to it. You're being stressful situations. Just do your 9 to 5 or 10 to 10 every day that you are working on your actions only. And your actions are only what you have to be accountable for. And the choices you make about your actions are all that matter. If you do the work, if you keep learning to do the work, the results will follow. So that freed up so much for me. That freed up an immense amount of stress, immense amount of competition that I had to produce X, Y, Z every week, every month. Because I, I knew that I could control my actions. And I knew that I was not in control of the results that could happen because I couldn't uh, convince you if you didn't want to do something, I couldn't convince you to do it. So why did I focus on trying to get you to buy a house when I really, all I could focus on are the actions that I was doing and stuff like that. So I made a major shift at that time to really focus on my actions. So number one, I had this realization from my father being fired that I had to be in a business that allowed me not to be exposed to being redundant, being fired. And number two, once I got into this business, I learned that the focus of the business was that I had to spend my time controlling and doing my actions only, getting better at what I was doing and not worrying about the results that were happening and not worrying about the decisions of others. So that was a major shift in my life, that three or four years in the business. Once I grabbed onto that, it was a gift from this guy that gave it to me, Malcolm. It was a tremendous difference. I grew. I really focused on what I was doing. I had a routine that I got into, and my business started to grow. I really, really started enjoying it more. I wasn't stressed out anymore on that. So I really uh, found that that was a big thing for me. And then from that, I went years later. Another impact that I had was that um, I used to focus so much when I got into management and the brokerage business from selling because I really didn't like selling anymore. I was in the situation that I tried to be a control freak. So I really had diverted back to um, worrying about the decisions that people would make in their lives. So I took this course years ago called The Pursuit of Excellence. It was 1989 that I did it, but it really made a shift in my life. And it was just timing. It could have been called any course, but it was called The Pursuit of Excellence. And I remember the moment that I wrote down that I am not, I am not in control of the decisions of others. I can't control the decision you make. And so that was so, I mean, it might sound really strange, but that was so freeing to me that I didn't have control over the decisions people made. I had impact on it. I could make, try to influence it, but really the decision that you made or the consumer made or whatever it was made was their decision. And the best I could do was the best I could do. So once I took that stress away from me, I had the focus of being, again, spending the time on my actions of my life. It really was a game changer for me where I could really just focus on doing what I was doing and, and pushing it out there. So 
it really was a shift. And these these moments that I'm talking to you are still with me today. I remember that moment that I wrote that down in this book I was writing in my diary, that I'm not in control of the actions of others. And that was such a relief for me that I finally figured out. It may, might sound quite simple to most people, but it was a big deal, like really a big deal, that I finally figured that out. And it just changed and freed me up. I remember the weight taking off my shoulders right away that I felt um, just this enormous sense of relief on that. So it was good. And I I always was a guy that uh, could do everything. I thought, you know, if I'm not going to have any other people do it. I'm, I don't know if you're a delegator or not, but I was this person that I could manage everything myself. I could do things I could make things happen. I could do that. And I didn't rely on anybody else to do it. I would shovel the walk. I would do this stuff. So there came a time where I realized that in order for me to grow as a person uh, and as an individual in business, I would have to learn how to delegate. And that was a big thing because, you know, people, I think people struggle with that. I think I hear a lot of people that they, they, why not just do it myself? Why do I have to encourage other people to work with them, work with me to do these things? So learning how to delegate was a major shift in my life. And I did that by a couple things I did. One of the things I did is I had to release myself from the environment that I was in. So um, I used to have a desk in an office. I used to be this person that when I ran a brokerage or ran a company, I would sit behind this desk and thought, you know, it was proper to do that. You know, that was what I was taught by other people watching TV. What's a manager or leader do? They sit behind a desk and they have, they talk on the phone, they put their feet up, you know, all that stuff. So I was no different. I used to sit at this desk and and react. I used to have people come into my office and talk to me and they would come in with problems. They come up asking for solutions. They come in with different things and I would be the problem solver. And I'd sit there all day long and wait for these, wait for somebody to come in so I could solve their problem. And what would happen during this time is I, I realized that people would come in and unload their problems on me and ask me to solve their problem. And I was that kind of person because I thought my value was given by solving problems that they would come in and they might complain as well. And so when they left, they would take a piece of me. And I, I can imagine them grabbing a piece of my arm, just a pinch and taking me with them. And it really got to me. It really um, was stressful again. So I, I've always wanted to avoid the stressful thing and, and to go forward with life and to find solutions that I'm always growing. So I made the decision to give up my desk because being in that desk symbolized being reactive to situations. And I knew that in order for me to be growing, to be engaged, I had to be proactive. And the only way I could be proactive is if I was out and about meeting, causing, and introducing myself to people. And so I shifted by being a reactive person into being a totally proactive person, probably 60 to 80% of the time proactive. You know, we have to do some reactive stuff. But that, again, was a major shift in me that I really focused on. I didn't put my identity by sitting in that desk. Okay, I had to get out. I had to do things. And it caused me to meet people. It caused me to cause things to happen, really. So it was a major thing that really was really cool in my life to have that go. And so that was another thing that it was tough to give up a desk. I'm telling you, if your identity is tied right, I mean, I don't know if you can admit if you are or not, but tied be sitting tied to be sitting at that desk every day, um, it was difficult, and I did it. 
and I was so proud. And that was a major change in my life that helped me to uh, be focused on growing, focused on building things, focused on doing other things that were productive and proactive in my life. So that was good. And plus the delegation part was really amazing that I figured eventually that kind of occurred to me that I wasn't really that good at a lot of things. I was really good at one or two things. Uh, as I kept growing, I realized that I wasn't really good, you know, administration stuff. I wasn't really good at whatever, you know, but I was really good at meeting people, really good at causing things to happen and really good at taking opportunities to the next level. And so what I did is I focused on doing the stuff that really impacted me personally, that I was really good at. And I didn't do any work or very little work on the stuff I didn't like doing. So all the stuff that I wasn't good at, I delegated that off to people that were extremely good at that and that were exceptionally well, and they can confront these problems I could never confront. So it was a major shift in my life when I just realized I had to focus on one or two things that it was my unique value in my life, my business life, and everything else, I'm going to get somebody else to handle. I'm going to hire them. I'm going to get consultants to do it. I'm going to do whatever it is, but I'm just going to focus on the stuff that I'm really, really good at. So I identified what I was good at. I focused all my energy toward that and I delegated everything off. Now it took time for me to do that. It took a lot of time actually for the people that were in my life before I made the decision to actually accept it. It's like somebody is quitting drinking and all of a sudden their friends say, well, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're not drinking anymore. Well, there's a lot of people in my life when I did that that didn't want to, because I was a fixer, because I was a guy that did everything. They didn't like hanging out with me anymore. So it was a big shift. I had to take, um, make some changes in my life at that. And it was really good to do it. I mean, that was another element that really grew me and made me uh, part of who I am today. Um, the other thing that really resonated with me a lot is that I made the decision that no matter what I touched, whatever I wanted to touch, I was going to do my best at. So I wasn't going to take on, and listen, there's, there's no 100% on this stuff, but I wasn't going to take on stuff that really, if I didn't put my best foot forward doing it, I wasn't going to do it. So I had agent, an example would be of agents that are really big producers or whatever they are in life. They're doing a reasonably good business, and they take on a $1,000 or $2,000 a month listing for rental. And they do a half-assed job of, it, of that rental agreement. Well, for me, it was if I'm willing to touch that listing, that rental listing, I'm going to give it the full bang of what I'm doing because I'm going to give it the best staging, the marketing, whatever it is, or else I'm not going to do it because it does reflect on me. And it's a disservice to the people I'm doing business with. So I made the decision that no matter what I touched, I was going to do the best I could. And I did. You know, I, I didn't do it always. I mean, there were times that I failed at it. but by and large, everything I, I put my hand on, I made a difference in, and I, I set a standard that I wanted to do it, okay? And that that changed how I was doing it as well. So I had all these things crowding into my life. And the reason I'm telling you about this is because I'm, I'm, again, attempting to write a book. And I've been writing about this stuff that really, what has impacted my life? What has made me part of who I am today? And part of my business life and a part part of what I'm doing, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on that. But it's really not that difficult if you break it down. If you really break down the formula, what things impact you personally, I knew that that influence that, that my father getting fired was a gift 
for me to be there. And it was terrible for my dad. I get that. But it was really a gift that I got to experience how painful that was for him and how it devastated his life, how it devastated our family, how he never got on his feet again, whatever. He didn't have the confidence to do it. And that was a gift that I received from that moment. And as terrible as that might sound, but it was the best thing for that age, a 17-year-old kid, to see that happen. And I learned so much from it. It impacted me incredibly. And then they go forward to Malcolm meeting him, and I'm just about to get out of the business. I'm really frustrated. And he just takes the time to tell me, quit focusing on the results. Focus on your actions. The things that you can control in your life, focus on that. Don't worry about the other stuff that happens at all. Just focus on your own actions. And that was freeing for me because all of a sudden, wow, I can do that. I have control over my actions. I can do stuff like that. I don't have to worry about that. And the other thing was that then I figured out that, wow, I, I don't have to quit worrying about the decisions that other people make as long as I do the best I can to help influence them to make decisions. They have their own minds. I can't control that. People can say yes or no to whatever they want. I don't have to own that. The only thing I have to own are the things that I do in my life, the actions I do in my life. And that was freeing as well, you know, and then learning to give up my desk and to delegate and to do all that stuff and to provide the exceptional service no matter what I did, you know, and quit trying to compete with others around that. Just do the best I can about me was I put all this stuff together and it was a, I can say it was a blessing really, because I, I got this mixture of a formula that really, and I didn't invent it. I didn't know what I was doing. It just happened that way. And all of a sudden it freed me up to do the best I could and to be impacted to do the stuff I do really well. And it was incredible. I loved it. I was doing stuff that I loved to do. And that, that was really the formula for doing my life in real estate is, is being impacted changes all the time. Like I know another thing happened was that when we said that, you know, what would you do if money wasn't involved? If you if you have a difficult decision in front of you, take money out of the equation now make the decision. And that to me was freeing as well, because too many of us make decisions based on money. And we have to make decisions based on what's right to do. And sometimes we fail about that. And I'm guilty of that as well, as, as a lot of people are. But we just do the best we can. And we try to pick up the pieces and move forward and do it. But that, that information I'm sharing today is really the background of this book I'm writing. Uh, trying to share my life about what, you know, it sounds really, well, he's writing a book, but I've been trying to write this book for 10 years. And it's always the point where um, who the hell would ever read it? <laughs> Basically, it's not that exciting, but it's really about, um, you know, really relaxing and really, if you have ever a chance to journal, I do a lot of journaling, is to write down your thoughts, your actions, what you're doing in your life and your your insecurities around that. And it really is a cleansing for you. Writing a book is really kind of good and you you may or may not like it, but I'm just trying to, when I finish it, but it's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy putting down on paper for my, my kids and my grandkids and my friends. And it might have some kind of impact on people, which I hope it does as my journey of this business as a real estate career is. And it's not over. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still loving it. But to me, this business is really about focusing on, who I am as a person and propelling that out there to help other people be the best they can in their life. So I, it was important for me to share this kind of stuff today uh, to give you a framework of who I am as a person 
and an idea of how I think and a, a really understanding of how some of the things that have impacted me and hopefully they can impact you. If you really dig deep and, and look at the things in your life that have impacted you to help you decide, there might be negative stuff that you see out there that is stopping you from getting to be who you want to be today. And I encourage you to take a really good look at that and, and focus on what's getting in your way. Cause I find that in our business, the, we were, the difference between success and not success is really about what the roadblocks we create for ourselves. And um, if you take a hard look at that, I think your success will be a lot better. So that's today. That's my podcast today. We're going to return next time with guests. I'm going to talk less. I'm going to try to dig out some information about their journey in life and what's impacted them and how they become who they are in their lives. Some exciting people that are coming forward that I'd love to share with you. For now, I'd like to thank uh, the people that make all this possible, the podcast that pop. Uh, these guys are great. Doug and Steve uh, do so much great work for me. And the technician around, the tech, technical part around this makes it happen. It's, again, delegating that off to someone else. So thank you, guys. Uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again in the next couple of weeks or so. This is my podcast, Really Life. And um, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.